0: Boys and girls, ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Stadium and Gail. It's your favorite uncle Silk.
1: It's Dan and Del Torre. There he is. <laughs> mm. Sounds
0: like Not your party,
2: Nick. <laughs>
1: wow,
2: a sounds, lot of, um... sounds like you went on a on a bender.
1: Uh, I, uh,
2: yeah, sure, <laughs> yeah.
1: Playing hurt. I'm Ed Reed. Oh, I'm man. hurt, dog. I'm hurt. Oh man. Up,
0: how
2: mm-hmm. was it?
1: Uh, great time. Uh, shout out to, to my guys, Kyle, uh, Shine, Nunzi, Donnie. Uh, had a great weekend Nunzi? up there. Nunzi. Mike Anunziata. Uh sounds, Nunzi. sounds like a mafia guy, huh, so? Well, yeah. It's my Back boy there, Nunzi yeah. here. We don't speak of that. No, maritime. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, but yeah, it was a great time. We got up there Thursday. Um, they had just legalized sports betting. So it was a perfect weekend to be there with, like, 40 basketball games going on. Mm. Um, shout out to Shine and Kyle. We watched them sweat out a 16 parlay on Saturday night. It was like 10 bucks to win 600 mm. Nailed it. Uh, Damn. But good weekend, Nashville. Uh, good music, of course, Dan. Yep. Good food. Uh, How was, was Kane Prime? It's fantastic. Yeah. Just a, just a beautiful Beautiful dinner. Um, I don't think any of us were sober enough to be there at the time. Yep, sounds right. But um,
2: but I think we
1: purported ourselves correctly, and we didn't get kicked out.
2: That's the most important thing. Well, Nick, sounds like you. uh, From the sound of your voice, and from the weekend, the pictures, everything else, sounds like you had a fantastic uh, weekend ahead. So, did you do anything fun and exciting this weekend?
0: No, actually, was supposed to head up to Tennessee, but the wife had, uh, she works for the court system and had an important trial or something that come up, so we may go later on this week uh, if things go the way we think they're going to go, but just kicked it, went to go to, shout out to co-host on the roll-up, CJ, his wife had a birthday party this past weekend out in the Orlando area, so we drove up and hung out up there, had a great time, a lot of dance moves, Mm. a lot of good vibrations, but. It's cold weather, bro. It's, it's yeah. the Dickens right now. I yeah. went outside to grab a charger, and I don't know what's going on. Why it's 55, 56 degrees in the <laughs> South Florida in <laughs> mid-March, but not feeling it. I need some sunshine and some good weather, man. But not feeling the gloomy, cold weather
2: down here right now. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a weird weekend of of weather. I think uh, everybody got a little thrown off with the weather. I know the Gators expected it to rain on Saturday, so they moved their baseball game to Friday, and I don't even think that they got much rain. Uh, there was a big golf tournament here in Palm Harbor, which is outside of Tampa, called the Valspar. It was supposed to be rainy and overcast all day Saturday and Sunday. Uh, go out there yesterday. Don't put on any sunscreen because it was like, oh, we'll probably only be there for a few hours because it'll be cold uh, and overcast. Well, sure, shit, the sun comes out. It's probably in the mid-60s, and I have a nice little forehead, all right? nice little forehead, <laughs> sunburn, You know, arms, legs. I mean, we're just we're acting like we're seven years old on the 4th of July again, you know, just burnt all over uh, but, uh, you know, weird weather, but now it's like 55 degrees in Tampa right now. So I don't know what's going on. 50 degrees. 50 yeah, degrees. To say, You gotta
0: be a tad bit cooler than me.
2: 50 degrees. I woke up, walked the dog this morning. And I thought that I was in Antarctica. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was chilly this morning, Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you guys have a good, uh, St. Patrick's day and all that as well before we get into the show.
0: I didn't do anything special. I had I had all the great intentions of going downtown and hanging out at uh, Sunburn on Clematis down here. Uh, it's always a, a, a big mm-hmm. event on uh, downtown West Palm at O'Shea's and a lot of different uh, the pubs, and they shut down downtown. But just couldn't get around to it, man. Kids started spring break Friday, and they, they wore me out early. So when it came time to go do adult things, bro, I just I fell asleep on the couch, I unfortunately.
2: I get it. I am I am reeling from a Friday and Saturday night as celebrating Mr. Uh, Mr. Patrick. So as you can yeah. imagine, yeah, a yeah,
0: party on accident,
2: huh? Always, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it's just another traditional, you know, Dan Thompson weekend. But uh, yeah. I'm starting to get it's starting to catch up to me today. I am I'm tired. I am I am I'm exhausted. You know, don't like sound like Nick though. Um, Comes from yeah. years of experience preparing. Yeah. Veteran, veteran in the game veteran, veteran in the game
1: just a young pup just got called up from double a yeah <laughs> still learning my way <laughs> oh
2: my gosh hilarious. all right boys let's get on to the show uh, but as always want to give a shout out to our title sponsor alan horn with state farm insurance go visit him at alan horn that's a-l-a-n-h-o-r-n-e insurance.com or give him a call 706-692-2888 Again, if you're in Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, or Alabama looking for auto, home, renters, life, uh, business insurance, uh, retirement planning, give Alan a buzz, 706-692-2888. Uh, last week, we had the opportunity to talk about Billy Gonzalez being hired as the Gators' new wide receivers coach. Nick, I know that was a show that Corey and I did together that you can check out on YouTube if you haven't uh, thus far. But, Nick, give us your thoughts on uh, Billy Gonzalez being hired.
1: Yeah, I think um, Billy's track record is is, is super impressive. Obviously, he won two championships with Florida. Just looking at the, the list of guys he's coached, um, I mean – the when he got when he got here with Dan's staff, we didn't think much of the wide receiver room, um, and, and I think really had a hand in in helping develop Van Jefferson, Freddie Swain, um, Josh Hammond, and certainly a big hand um, in developing Canarius Tony because Canarius came to Florida um, as a two way player, quarterback mainly, and, and they told him he would have a chance to play quarterback, and I think Billy had a lot to do. Um, with helping mold him into the wide receiver that he is. And I think when you look at the guy's reaction um, that he has coached, they were hyped that Billy right. was coming back to Florida. Um, the issue is recruiting. And if I'm being honest, I think NIL will do more recruiting than, than Billy Gonzalez will. And it would have done more recruiting than any of the wide receiver coaches that they were going to get. So I think you're getting an elite X's nose developer of talent in, in Billy Gonzalez. Um who's making his third stop in yep. Gainesville already. Yeah.
2: Silk, any, any final thoughts? I mean, you know, I think a lot of people were pretty excited and, you know, I think that the sentiment was pretty, pretty big excitement. I think sometimes people uh, trust the person that they don't know or the name that they don't know a little bit more than maybe the name that they do know. Um, you know, I know Billy Gonzalez has, uh, been a name that's been around Gainesville for for a long time, but also, you know, a name that you know there's some frustration about recruiting. Um, I think he joins a a different staff, probably a, fa- a, a staff that's a little bit more focused on recruiting, maybe than the last staff that came in. Uh, but certainly, you go back to the uh, to the Urban Meyer time. There was a a huge huge expectation in recruiting, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what the Gators get out of Billy Gonzalez again in his third stint. But you know, overall, I think the sentiment is still still strong uh, for what was available.
0: Yeah, I don't want to re- re- regurgitate too much. because, like, We already done some content yeah. on them, but I do want to, uh, for the people that haven't checked it out, uh, Billy recruited, I don't think he recruited terrible last cycle. I think yeah. the evals is what a lot of people um, don't realize they have a problem with, but I think that's what the problem was because the four-star, you look at Jamarcus Weston, uh, you, you look at um, Xavier Henderson, uh, Jaquavion Frazier's all those guys were four stars uh, did we get the absolute top of our board I don't think anybody under the Dan Mullins regime did because a lot of that starts at the top uh, with yeah. recruiting uh, so I, I expect and like Nick said a lot of it's NIL these days um, when it pertains to building relationships and connecting with the kids I think Billy Gonzalez does that well um, we got to have our stuff on point as far as NIL but I think recruiting stays on point and on, on par with Kerry Colbert, who a lot of people had problems with him in the beginning of last yep. cycle with, with his take. So just give it some time. I think Billy's Billy's a good hire. Um, not an A, but a B hire. Yep. I, I think he keeps everything going. Our off-the-field staff, the guys, uh, David Decker, uh, and also Benedict, Hypolite, those mm-hmm. guys like that with the off-the-field relationships. Uh, and they're, they're down the pipeline to join on-the-field jobs, just like um, my man that just went to W uh, Cheney. Jamar just like Jamar Cheney just joined the on-the-field job. We have guys uh, in the fold that are just as talented and have off-the-field relationships and are great at recruiting as well. Um, that should be jumping on the field with us soon, but it was, just wasn't the right time. So uh, overall, good hire. Uh, Billy could groom David Decker and other guys on the off-field to get ready to be on the field when, when it's time.
2: I think it's a good hire. Absolutely. So we will see him in practice tomorrow when the Gators do return uh, back to the practice field and other coaching news. Speaking of A hires. Uh, the Gators were able to secure a contract extension for defensive backs coach Corey Raymond uh, through the 2025 season. Uh, great news for the Florida Gators staff. Great news for Billy Napier. Um, And certainly great news for, for Jason Marshall, Devin Moore, the rest of the defensive backs working at the University of Florida. But uh, incredible get by Billy Napier and his first inaugural staff at Florida. Uh, and the Gators keep him under contract until 2025. Uh, Nick, do we get any updates on changes of salary or anything else? Not not me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> not me, baby. I was checked out. Good Very for you. Good, man. Yeah, good, I don't man. I don't think that there's been been a number updated there. Uh, but not much can be said other than uh it's certainly great to keep him in the fold.
1: Yeah, we'll send um a uh FOIA request, freedom of information request. Um and FOIA usually gets that stuff back to us uh in a week or so. Cool. You yeah, I think
0: that's, that's bigger than, than the average fan probably knows. They're not familiar with, uh, like, I was on the edge of my seat thinking Corey may be gone this offseason, you know, um, NFL, elsewhere, who knows. Yeah. But uh, for him to get an extension, uh, I think is really big news, man.
1: Absolutely. For for coaches like him, I think the biggest – I wasn't worried about Corey Raymond leaving to go to, you know, Alabama or, or Georgia or something like that. Um. College, college—the landscape of college football on the calendar is just so messed up right now. Um, Corey Raymond's not used to like um, what was the guy's name? Silk, the cornerback from Tampa, Orlando. He was at he was at Lakeland.
0: Oh, Cormani McLean.
1: He's not used to like losing Cormani McLean, and certainly not to a school like Colorado. Um, right. and I think NIL and, and stuff like that has opened up a lot of coaches' eyes. Um, or even the way it
0: went down, from what I was yeah, told. Like, the yeah. way it all transpired, the way it was all, he was kind of, you know, <laughs> led into the dark and surprised at the end. All of it was new to him.
1: Yeah, and, and I don't know that anything is changing <laughs> anytime soon with NIL. Um, the, way the, the way how slowly the NCAA works, and if the NCAA is waiting on uh, the United States government, how slowly the United States government <laughs> works to change things. <laughs> so, like... Um, I think a lot of coaches that are good enough will be leaving to the NFL. You just get some nice R and R. You know, you get right. Tuesday, Tuesday, you don't have to call a 17-year-old kid who's saying, Well, Missouri's offering me fifteen thousand dollars more. What are you gonna do about that? And you're just gonna watch film and coach ball. So I was worried about Corey Raymond taking his talents to the league. Uh, and I think when you see that he gets the whole room and a contract extension, most likely a raise. Maybe we weren't hearing, you know, we weren't hearing the wrong things about him wanting to leave, and and you have to do what you have to do to to keep him here. Already,
2: yeah, I know when they said, uh, you know, about him taking over the whole room. Billy Napier was quoted with Austin Armstrong saying that Austin will work closely with safeties, uh, but he doesn't coach a specific group anymore. So I know that we were waiting for some probably actual confirmation from UF because I think that that was just reported and what would happen. Uh, but it does seem to me like that is is confirmation in and of itself that austin armstrong uh is not going to be a safeties coach per se might be a little closer to it but that Corey raymond would have the entire defensive backfield which is no i know something that we've been excited about and clamoring for 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 quite some time now so uh, certainly a great get and great keep by the university of florida uh with Corey raymond sticking around uh, gators ad defensive analyst canon gibbs he worked with austin armstrong at southern miss as a defensive grad assistant he was slated to be be the new linebackers coach at Central Arkansas, uh, but it's being reported by Football Scoop that he'll be joining uh, the staff here in a uh, off-field capacity. Uh, some other news: we heard Jaden Hill playing the star position this year. I know we talked a little bit about it last week. We said the season goes as Jaden Hill goes, but uh, always has, always has, <laughs> always has, and always will.
0: We don't need no, 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 no. We don't need that again. <laughs> It hasn't been going well for Jaden Hill. So I don't I need a good season. Let's put it on somebody else's shoulder. Listen when,
1: when Dan's right, Dan's right. He doesn't make the rules. He's just yeah, uh that, shared them with us. That's Let's a, a rules conference. That's that's it, yeah.
2: Um, let's see. I do want to get into it. You know, certainly there's not been practice in the last week, but I want to play a little game with you guys. Now, uh, want to pick some position battles ourselves and we'll do this based on who we think is going to get more snaps. And, you know, obviously there's what 11 more practices ahead of us for the spring and then the springtime and then an entire off season and then the entire fall uh, practice schedule before the season starts. But want to get uh, you guys on record here um about who do we think is going to play more snaps today we'll start with offense and we'll do defense next week uh so you guys are wholly unprepared for this segment that's why i like it uh so of the two who do you think will get more snaps next year graham mertz or jack miller
0: graham murder murder mertz
2: yeah mertz Mertz, Mertz mania Uh, i gotta watch
1: what i say on these
2: uh on these podcast
1: streets got people chopping and screwing my the things i'm saying
2: we only yep. take away what you said,
0: bro. We, we didn't oh, add God. any words. We didn't take away any words. <laughs> <laughs> believe,
1: know, I, believe, I believe. I believe a lot of context was taken away. <laughs> I,
2: I also heard uh, Graham Merckx, um Murder Mertz, and Mertz Mania. So we'll see what uh, what ultimately is the nickname that we it's stick Murder with Murder Mertz
0: for now. It just hits a little different. It's it's nothing for now because he hasn't done anything. But if I have to pick one that sounds the best, it would be uh, Murder Mertz. Okay, so not Graham Merckx.
2: Merckx? Oh, that sounds all right. Yeah. I wish I could say I thought of that one, but I, I didn't. all mm, um, right. We'll see I'm how you play. I'm just that's on right Merckx Mania right now. Um, all right, uh, we have a running back. Who will get more snaps? Not more yards, more snaps. Montrell Johnson or ETN?
0: Hmm, that's tough. Wasn't prepared for this.
2: It's a tough one some thought
1: into it. Same Montreal,
2: Montreal. I'm gonna go with yeah. ETN.
1: Montreal more last year, um, a little bit older. I think you do have that one-two punch. Um, I guess the, the 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 coin flip might be who's better in uh pass protection, who's getting those third downs, who who's better catching the ball to also be on third downs to be part of that uh, that offensive package. Um, the more. You, the more packages you can be in, pause, um, the more snaps you're going to get. So if you have, if they have questions about you pass blocking, you're not going to be in on third downs. Right. So you're taking yourself off, uh, you know, off the field just by not being ready. And mm. that's something Tre- uh, Trevor Etienne had said when I got here, pass blocking, not necessarily how to block, but who to block on a play was something totally new for him. And that happens to a lot of high school running backs because. If you're a running back that's good enough to go to a University of Florida, your high school coach is probably not wasting time having you block. Mm-hmm. He's just handing you the ball. Um, so Trevor will get better at that. Uh, I think that's probably where on Webb is right now. Uh, never having really been asked to block in his life. So I think um, you know Trevor will get better in that, but Montrell I think will get more snaps.
0: I appreciate yeah. the breakdown, Nick. Uh, give me Montrell.
2: Hmm. All right. So I'm going out on a limb here. I, I think they go hot
0: hand. Uh, you could go either way if it's just a yep. hot hand. But adding in the other nuances of a pass blocking, uh, older being the older guy, I think talent wise they're they're about even. Man, you can't go wrong with either guy. Um, love both of their skill sets, but I go with Trail just because he's older and, and been with Billy a little longer.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I, I thought uh, Etn had a great uh, press conference the other day. Has some really thoughtful answers and everything else. So I'm going to go with him uh, for no other reason than to just be a little bit different than you guys. Um, Damian George versus Keontae Goodwin. Who's going to get more snaps? Both clamoring for that right side. Uh, tackle position, uh, Damian George or Keontae Goodwin.
0: I'm going to go Goodwin just because it sounds close right now. Mm-hmm. And if he's closer, you go with a younger guy uh, mm-hmm. with a higher upside, which would be Keontae Goodwin. So uh, give me Goodwin.
1: Keontae. And shout-out to the other Keontae uh, playing well in March. Keontae Johnson playing well in March. We were watching that on our drive back yesterday.
2: Yeah, shout-out to uh, Keontae Johnson. Uh, Helps Kentucky – or helps take down Kentucky with Kansas State going into the Sweet 16. Always nice to see uh, a former Florida Gator taking down an SEC uh, rival and and keeping them out of March. And with Kansas losing, the Gators are still the only – back to ours will still remain as the only back-to-back champions uh, since they won back in 2006 2007 uh and finally let's get into tight end uh, what first a waste off, of
0: opportunity man what, what a ha- waste had, of
2: opportunity
0: what a waste of opportunity back-to-back champs we should have we should have whatever what you got there
2: yeah, last one, uh, Jonathan Odom. Oh, oh, do want to—that's where I was going. Do want to thank Jason Odom had a great interview with him last week. Uh, but want to ask you guys at tight end, who do you think is going to get more snaps uh, overall? So we've got you know bat, pl- pass catching and run blocking, uh, and uh, obviously uh, three different types of uh, tight ends here. You have Jonathan Olam Odom, Odom Arliss Boardingham, or Keon Zipper. Who do you think is going to get the most snaps next season?
0: Zip. Mm-hmm. let me go I'm going to go with one of the traditional guys um, let me Odom I think Bordenham could 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 push it just because they're traditional guys that could possibly I No zip uh, brings more lead, uh, uh, just snaps and, and playmaking abilities but um, Odom came on towards the end of the season starting to figure it out a little bit he's a bigger body same as Arliss I mm-hmm. think those guys are going to see more snaps they just got to get more acclimated to the college game a little bit and this offseason will be perfect for it so I think they, if not even, I think they get more snaps than than Zip on the lowest of keys.
2: Yeah. No, I think uh, I'm going to go Jonathan Odom, too. I think that he's going to be a, a slightly better blocker. I think that he showed that he could pass catch. I think that he won a lot of uh, coaches' credit last uh, season with um, – the couple touchdown opportunities that he had as well. Uh, so I think we see a little bit more of him going into next year, uh, but uh, certainly hopeful that one of them will step up and emerge as the Gators uh, true starting tight end. And certainly excited to see what Arles Bordingham can do. Uh, looks like a completely uh, different animal out there than the Gators have had at tight end uh, big bulky. Uh, can seemingly move while I know that uh, I think it was Ben Troop that was giving him a lot of uh, credence on the timeline a couple of weeks ago as well. So, Excited to see him, but ultimately just excited to see anybody emerge into that tight end role. Um, So that's it for offense. Any other offensive uh, player battles that you guys want to talk about?
1: Outside receiver. Okay. Um, I think Andy Jean, um, if he's not starting by week one, will be starting um, at receiver at some point in 23.
2: Okay.
1: It's
0: hard not to put him outside. I think he separates. Uh, he's not the fastest of the bunch that's coming in from high school, but throughout running, uh, the ability to stop and go and, and to accelerate in between uh, cuts and whatnot, is going to separate him from most of the guys in that room. So, yeah, Andy Jean, interested to see how – I know Ricky Pierce is going to have that slot locked down, but Eugene Wilson is going to be a tough guy to keep off of the field. So, interesting to see because uh, he's not here spring neither. So I want to see how fast he, he he moves up the depth chart and what kind of plays he's making fall camp um, because that type of explosion is hard to keep off the field.
2: Yeah, uh, same with uh, you have Eugene Wilson and Aiden Mizell. Uh, you know, both are certainly going to be clamoring for those uh, spots as well. Um, but, uh, Nick, what do you have as the matchup? You have Xavier Henderson versus Andy Jean. Um, no,
1: I think Xavier Henderson is on one side. And Andy Jeans on the other. And then I guess we're looking at, you know, who else is going to be. I think right now you're looking at four or three starters at receiver. Yeah. Uh, and Pierce, and Henderson have two of the spots. And the other one is just kind of open.
2: Um,
0: outside would have to be like Jaquavion, Frazier's, Caleb right. Douglas. Um,
2: I think I have Caleb Douglas. I haven't heard much of him in spring practice. That doesn't mean anything, obviously. There's there's limited time uh, there, but I think Caleb Douglas was certainly somebody that that stepped up last year. Um, Marcus Burke's another one, right? Ty, whatever.
1: There's there's a bunch of guys. I don't think anyone. I mean, listen, we're Ty Bowman. a handful. A handful. He's inside. Ty Bowman's inside, um, and and I think. Shoot, I think um Eugene Wilson, I would have pegged him to possibly take the the slot job um mm. if if Ricky Pierce hadn't come back.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so certainly be interesting uh, to see. There's a there's certainly a, a different caliber of of talent that's being infused out of high school this year going into uh, the the 2023 season than we've probably anticipated, both in type of receiver and speed of that receiver. Uh, but I think that Caleb Douglas is somebody that a lot of us were high on last year. Marcus Burke, the same, um, you know, and now it's an opportunity as on Frazier's who you know tried to transfer. Um, Is he going to be able to step up? Uh, is, you know, what do we see out of Ricky Pearsall? What do we see, you know, out of Andy Gene? You know, the Gators haven't really had fantastic freshman wide receiver play in quite some time. Could an Andy Jean, uh, an Aiden Mizell, a uh, Eugene Wilson be one of those, you know, next top flight wide receivers? I don't even know. Do you guys remember off the top of your head the last time the Gators truly had outstanding freshman wide receiver play? Antonio Calloway. Pretty good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And that was eight, seven years ago? Yeah. Right? Eight
0: eight years ago? Mm. Yeah. Um just trying to think back. Like, did we miss any opportunities for a freshman? I don't think so. This is probably this class is, is very, I think, very talented. Aiden yeah. Mazel gets the least amount of talk. I think it's because of injury wise, and also he's a little slender on the smaller side than the other, mm. the other two um but he's very capable as well. I just don't I don't I hope I'm wrong cuz Mizell has some very good top end speed but uh I, to me he has some body maturing to do this offseason to be ready to play in the SEC every week.
2: Yeah, Be interesting to uh to watch. Uh but that's a, it's a, obviously an exciting time in uh, in Gator Nation. Let's get into uh recruiting a bit but as always I uh, want to encourage you guys to go check out gatorverse.io again they are doing um Collectibles, uh, both virtual or digital collectibles, as well as um, you know things, you know the, the physical collectibles. Uh, but go check out Gatorverse.io. Uh, they are working with the basketball program right now and the women's gymnastics program. They are doing an event at the end of this week uh, for um, a meet and greet with the gymnastics. They're going to do some tumbling, some jumping around uh, there in Gainesville on Friday of this week. Uh, the Gators women's uh, or the Gators gymnastics program, pardon me, just won the SEC championship uh, this past weekend to top off their regular season SEC crowd, a crown, pardon me. So go check out gatorverse.io and go collect one of the digital collectibles for the women's gymnastics program or the men's basketball program. Um, Before we get into recruiting here, I know the Gators Pro Day is on March 30th. Um, Nick, we anticipate all programs being here.
1: Yeah, I would expect so. Um, we'll probably I probably won't get that you know that full information until uh, the week of or, or um, a couple of days before. But with with Anthony Richardson not probably not doing anything but throwing, um, sitting on his combine numbers. I know we talked to to Gerv and, and he's going to be sitting on most of his combine numbers. Um, but you still have guys like uh, Amari Bernie who who didn't get the chance to go to the combine and a super athletic um linebacker that that teams will want to see and um yeah maybe ventro mill i don't expect him to be able to do much but be able to talk to some coaches again i would expect most of the the league to be here um to to see Flores' pro day
2: yep so with that uh let's get what do you think what do
1: you think
0: bernie runs because i think bernie definitely could have benefited from a uh a combine guy that's super athletic and uh, came in as a DB and, and what intrigued a lot of coaches is his speed to be able to move at linebacker or something like that um, with that size. So,
1: what do you think he runs, Nick? I don't know. He's you think he'd be in the four, five, like high four fives? Yeah, I got him at four five, mid four five
0: range.
2: I think that's a little fast.
0: Right, Bernie was fast, bro. I think like, he's like, a like, fast. Yeah, don't translate on film a whole lot, but I think he's going to turn some heads at a pro day to get him some looks.
1: Like, and that's a, like, that's a lot of what the forty is though. Like if you see someone that looks fast on film, the forty kind of just verifies that for teams. <clears throat> Everyone says, you know, oh, well, like you, you don't run forty yards like that in, in a game very often. It's like, well, they're not asking that. Like for an offensive lineman, you if they're forty yards downfield, something wrong has happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they look more of their 10 yard splits, but even if you're an offensive tackle and you're 10 yards downfield also, yeah. like what, what's going on? Um, I think they're just looking to verify speed and, and Bernie is so fast, but like Silk says, it might not show up on film. So I think, um, a, a good 40 time for him teams go, okay, we can work with this. Uh, maybe he just needs to be in the, be in a better spot and we can process work with him fast, on dude. Process, yeah, get him in the film room and get him to process information faster because he certainly is athletic enough to put him in the right, yeah. put himself in the right spots.
2: Yeah, it certainly be interesting to see. I, I don't know if I see him running a four or five. I mean, maybe because it is Gator Pro Day that he will. Um, you know, certainly. I'm hope for the best you,
0: out. I'm telling you, Dan, he was a four four guy coming out of high school, bro. I watched it with my, I seen it, I seen him run, uh I run D because he's, he's a safety coming out of high school. So. I've seen him outrun DBs. Oh, we'll see. You you, you already set the the the, the uh, you the uh, the. Look at this. It's look, up, look at
2: look at doubtful Dan over here. No, no doubtful Dan over Thank here. Thank you. Um, you think y'all switch roles. You, you doubtful, went on the bandana? He's negative.
0: I look, think mm. whatever
2: you want him to run, whatever Florida wants to run, I feel like that laser will be nicely timed for that four, five, six for him on uh, on March thirtieth, but. I'm excited. I think that Amari Burney could be somebody that gets a little bit longer run in the NFL than certainly we anticipated going into last year. We saw some big improvement from him year over year, I think, with some good coaching and a good opportunity. You know, I know we were hard on Amari Burney for four or five years, uh, but this last year, you know, really stepped up, made a big improvement under Jay Baben.
1: Well, I think. I think Ventrell Miller, and I I don't think that'll be a a surprise, I think Ventrell Miller is a better linebacker and a better player. Ventrell Miller is not a guy that's going to play a ton of special teams in the NFL. He doesn't have the speed to do that. So when you look at the potential career longevity, Bernie's a guy you put on every single special teams um, and can play a linebacker spot for you. So he fills a couple roster spots where Ventrell really just fills an inside linebacker spot. And when – you're an NFL team, and it comes to cut day. All right, well, we have one player that plays one spot, or we have this guy who's on every single special teams, and might be a little bit less of a linebacker, but we can deal with that because he's going to allow us to hold another receiver on the roster or another tight end on the roster because right. he fills so many spots. So I think that's where Amari Bernie has a ton of uh, opportunity with Gators Pro Day to to yep. show an NFL team, hey, we can we can do something with this guy.
2: You heard it here first, Nick Delatore. Amari Bernie will have a better NFL career. Than <laughs> uh, what a take, man. What a take. appreciate that. We'll put that on YouTube Shorts. By the way, if you are watching on YouTube, please hit that like button. Please hit that subscribe button as well. We're right. going to try to do a lot more content on YouTube. But again, we do have it on video and audio. Nick Delatore confirming that Amari Bernie will have a better career than. Such thanks, a hater. Who's a hater? You. Me hater me. hater of who? Me.
1: <laughs> wow!
2: It's wow! Me. All of a sudden, you just repeat you, you retweet what Nick says, just clarifying mm. for the audience, and all of a sudden, I'm a hater now. Allegedly, allegedly. Uh, let's see. Let's get into uh, who else do you think would get the opportunity to shine at pro day? Uh, I probably a pretty limited group. Nick, do we know if any? I have the older guys are coming back. I know, you know, they've had Matt Elam in the past and, and everything else. Um, I'm not sure. I think you've got a bunch of guys, um, a bunch
1: of Gators on XFL rosters right now. Right. Um, and so I don't think, you know, you'd get those guys coming back. Um, It'll be interesting, though, if, if guys do come back. And and Jordan Pounce, he's a guy who hasn't really gotten a chance but has been in town training.
2: Um, oh, with- I've got a list. I've got okay. a list you go no i don't never mind this is from two Child. years ago oh man good <laughs> job man yeah
1: we, we usually get that list uh week up <laughs> probably the same list it own. was on the same
2: day so i got confused you know all good all right uh let's see here uh getting to some gator uh news in the recruiting world today uh silk i know that uh, you've been very high on saint thomas Aquinas running back jordan lyle I know that he is the number 53 overall player. I believe he is the number five overall running back, uh, but he is looking to potentially lock in a visit with the Florida Gators uh, in the next couple of weeks. Uh, right now, the recruiting prediction machine by on three has him with Miami being the most likely in Penn State right behind, but certainly it doesn't seem like his recruiting will be done anytime soon. Uh, but any, uh, any additional thoughts on, on Jordan Lyle while I pull up the rest of this recruiting visitor list?
0: I'll tell you what, that's good company for RB two. Uh Chauncey is RB1, uh Palm Beach County stud. Um, I told y'all this back in July last year when he committed. He anywho, um, now that Georgia and Bama's out there in like full force and you know, sending all their, their helicopters and everything, now everybody kind of gets it. But that's good company to be in for RB two. Uh Juwan Sider is a great running back eye, uh, developer, recruiter, and Miami does uh pretty well with recruiting running backs, at least mm-hmm. at this at out of high school. Um, they haven't been developing the greatest lately, but they they recruit stars and studs coming out of high school, so it's a great company to be in for RB too. Uh, we have a lot of good options at running back too. Um, wouldn't mind getting him, but um, I'm forgetting the kid we just had on campus last week from Mississippi. Loved his film, a lot of top-end mm-hmm. speed. Um, this this Jaluk and this staff, uh, they have a good eye for running backs. If you look at Montreal Johnson and and everything else they brought in the running back room that's why the Young Webb I wasn't the highest on him and I said that on previous uh on the roll up before mm-hmm. I didn't have for all the running backs that were coming out of Florida last year was super talented I didn't have him maybe in the top 3 or 4 uh, but I'm not going to question these guys I wasn't even high on ETN coming out of high school right. and we saw how good he was so uh I like this staff's eye for running backs running back two I think is very important uh going into this cycle
2: same with Cam Carroll right uh you know the transfer from Tulane you know a, a lot of Gator fans didn't really know much about him maybe mm-hmm. question the take knew the Gators needed an additional body obviously have a bit of a log jam but it does seem like Kim Carroll's stepping out too uh as well right now for the he looks
0: Gators. the part for sure yeah he looks he looks like an SEC running back I'll tell you that
2: trying I'm trying to pull up right now because I think
1: um for him like he's they've already said he's going to play on special teams um trying mm-hmm. to see if he's caught passes out there um because that's really where he can kind of get in. You haven't we haven't seen anybody uh, at, at running back really get involved in the passing game in terms of, of being a receiver. Um it looks like a little bit of receiving from him at, at Tulane um uh, like 30 yeah. 30 around 30 35 career receptions. Um but that's I would like to see the running backs get more involved in the passing game, especially if the tight ends are just going to be that sixth offensive lineman again. Yep. Um, but I'm hearing good things about Arliss Bordingham. Um, mm-hmm. And certainly Jonathan is going to miss the spring, but yep. when he got an opportunity, when Zip went down last year, he caught more passes. Um, and, and I think Zip is a guy that could get more passes, but um, I would like to see the running backs um, get more involved in the passing game in that aspect.
0: I think the, the quarterback, being better accurately throwing those running back play, I think it's one of the throws and some of the throws that AR struggled with. Anthony Richardson, uh, he struggled with some of those throws. So I just in having a, a quarterback that can actually hit some of those throws. I don't know if it was a lack of running backs being able to catch the ball, rather than uh, it wasn't just the smoothest plays for us dumping it off or throwing it out in the wing to running backs.
1: Well, Graham Mertz is, uh, at Wisconsin was about as accurate as Anthony Richardson was. So
0: yeah, no doubt. Hmm.
1: Hmm. Hopefully oh, we're yeah.
0: asking them to just make easier throws, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah. right, right. We, we stopped throwing the, the, some of the short passes that A.R. couldn't handle, and, and we, we didn't see it in our offense. So hopefully they, they cater things around what best suits Graham Mertz. And I hope he can hit some of the check downs and some of the intermediate. We don't need Graham Mertz to be, play hero ball. You know, we need Graham Mertz to play around a better wide receiver room that A.R. had. Uh, understand the offense and, and to get off the, the easy throws and this and for this entire offense to understand mm-hmm. uh, the system and to play together as a team. Um, but we don't need Graham Mertz to be murder Mertz. We need him to be uh, misdemeanor Mertz. <laughs> <laughs> we need him to be, you know, that's it, man.
1: That's just a written citation. That's not, yes. uh, not real <laughs> right. charges.
0: Trespassing Mertz.
1: That's it. <laughs>
0: that's
2: an incredible name. The great what what a great Mertz. show title. Fair to appear at Mertz. Something Mr. Meter yeah. Mertz. <laughs> Mr. Meter Mertz. Uh let's see. Uh, Gators also are surging for Under Armour All American and Top 300 Uh prospect Marco Craver, pardon me, who I know is scheduling a visit from uh, Pinson, Alabama. Uh, has offers from Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, Florida, Oklahoma. Uh, So that is a name to certainly look out for in the next couple of weeks that we'll be visiting. I think we mentioned it last week, but we'll mention it again. Uh, Gators do look to be uh, in the driver's seat for safety. Jarvis Boatwright, uh, defensive lineman, Kendall Jackson, three-star athlete, Kevin Leary, uh, and Josiah Davis, uh, all who have had crystal balls um, put in for them and two, four, seven, uh, Expecting probably some commitments here in the not too distant future We're we're almost into that point in time where uh, last year we started to see uh, kind of an influx of uh, recruiting, uh, recruiting commitments uh, and probably expect to uh, to have that going into the summer of this year as well. Florida is probably a little bit behind where they want to be uh, in terms of number of commits as other folks in the SEC are sitting with eight, nine or ten commits. Florida right now is at four. Uh, but certainly uh, we could be seeing a domino effect coming soon. Are you guys worried at all about the lack of commitments thus far? I know it's only March, so. No, nah, nah. I think it's, it's
0: – it's I think we're on par. I think we're fine. Um, nothing to panic about. Our quarterback is in the fold. Yeah. are hearing a lot of good things about players that want to play with him. I think we're, we're good. My biggest worry this time every year is always having that leader of the class quarterback but as we go into camp season and uh spring football always brings a lot of visitors I think we're in good shape uh would we'll like to see some activity pick up um just in the trenches you know getting some some protection that was my gripe about last cycle uh, trying to bring in even though he didn't get here trying to bring in a five star quarterback or a highly touted quarterback uh, you need to bring in a lot of highly touted linemen around him so um we'd we'll like to see that activity pick up a couple battles that we'll have versus Florida State in the trenches. I think we can win. Um, we should be able to win. They haven't done anything credible. Uh, Money Mike is not that great of a, rec- a recruit. I think we have a better recruiting staff. So I just want to see the, the trenches pick up a little bit. But outside of that, I think we're going to be able to get some skill position players. Uh DB room is going to be fine. I like the board. I like mm-hmm. uh the Levy Kid coming out of I like the Palm Beach County activity. I'll tell you that. Yeah, so you I, I figured there. you would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm biased there. But overall, I'm not I'm not panicked or anything with recruiting. I think we're in a good spot.
2: Nick, your favorite yeah. topic?
1: Yeah, it's March 20th. I'm not, I'm not worried about not worried about recruiting right now at all. Um, I think I'm, I'm interested to see that who shows up for the spring game. I think they had a really good <clears throat> excuse me, really good track record last year with the guys that were on campus for an electric Thursday night spring Mm -hmm. game. Um, I think that they had a really good track record with guys who showed up um, committing and and, and holding through and being part of the class. Um, I'm sure Twitter will check me on that uh, and tell me I'm wrong. I think they did. Um, So I'm interested to see who will be back. And uh, you got DJ Lagway coming back on campus for that game. Um, For a guy that does not live in the state of Florida, he spends a lot of time in Gainesville. Um, That's great to see. And um, I think it's a huge thing to have a quarterback. When was the last time Florida had a quarterback of this caliber committed this early? Um, I know, like Will Greer, that was back in 2013. Yeah. Um, I we just haven't had, we had a
2: caliber of a quarterback probably since then, right? Mm-hmm. This is a different type of
0: caliber. Like I haven't really yeah. been getting my lagway lies off, but bro, this this is different. Um, every every clip I see this spring, or even in the past, uh, when he speaks. Whenever he's on a microphone, uh, he exudes leadership. Uh, the talent, the throws he can make, it's just different. Sidearm, overarm, whatever he's doing. This is a, a Tebow, Jameis Winston type get. Huge get. I think this kid comes in year one ready to compete uh, on the highest of levels. So super excited about Lagway. And to be real with you, while we sitting here just getting takes off, yeah. Uh, this year is, is give me eight wins, Billy, you know? keep the eight, eight, nine wins. Uh, give me that. And I think I think his, his his tenure is gonna be fine here because I think Lagway is a is a career saving or career making type of quarterback. So I think Billy just needs to stay afloat, keep the fans cool at bay this year. And I think we have the talent to do that. But when Lagway gets here, it's on and popping.
2: Yeah. No, I think if Florida doesn't get to the eight win, and I think that that's gonna be challenging. Right, but get it doesn't me. get any easier in 2024 either, uh, especially with the concept of uh, Texas and Oklahoma, you know, coming to the swamp in that in that uh, 2024 season. We can talk a little bit more about scheduling here in a second, but this is a tough year going to Utah playing on a Thursday. is uh, Certainly not, uh, you know, as easy as playing Eastern Michigan, right? Florida State obviously is a talented team. Florida could have beat them last year, uh, but still, you know, sure. another. don't don't forget your don't forget your new rival Vanderbilt yeah I mean but even still um I I know Nick's (laughs) getting getting some jokes off but uh, you know South Carolina is not going to be terrible I think Kentucky might be down a little bit but regardless whatever it is you know Florida does need to put together you know an, an eight nine win season next year Florida falls to six and seven again that would be three straight under 500 seasons um it's not. It's not a great look. It's going to be tough to keep talent, and you know, with the opportunity to transfer and with NIL, you know, popping at other schools, you know, then you have to worry about keeping your your talent uh, at bay. But uh, getting somebody like DJ Lagway is only going to help Florida, uh, you know, continue to build. But you know, they, they got to figure out a way to get to eight wins this season at minimum.
1: I think eight wins is a
2: ceiling. I, yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree that it is a hard schedule know, and Florida think- is a, lacking some talent. I just think with a
0: with a, a competent defense like last year's defense in the trenches we were so terrible, uh, straight down the middle, uh, defensive tackle, linebacker, and, and safety we was just one one of the worst defenses I've ever seen. Uh, I think the the defensive tackle room is is a lot better, and that's just gonna make our defense show up to games. Yeah. Our offense averaged thirty two points a game last year. A lot of those games we should have won. We couldn't stop a nosebleed, uh, and there was just a lot of like character and a lot of just locker room, new regime stuff that we pressed through. I think you should see an uptick in that, that whole department in year two. And um, just an overall better. I think the offensive line overall is going to be better. As you can see, when we lost um, Osiris Torrance, for whatever reason, when he sat out of the game, we couldn't run the ball last year. As, as good as our running game was, that same Vanderbilt game you were talking about, we could not run the ball with Osiris Torrance out of the game. Yeah. I think our overall offensive line, Overall trenches on both sides of the ball are going to be so much better, and that'll get us eight wins, man. I think we I think we can find eight wins on this, uh, just from an overall team being better shit.
2: Yeah, I mean this is this is where Florida has you know issues. I think that from a quarterback perspective, it'll probably be a step down, uh, at least in an athleticism perspective. If we're able to figure out a way to to get those you know short swing passes, short balls out you know, hopefully, you know, there, there's an opportunity there. I don't think that Florida will see an improvement in quarterback this year from last season, right? I mean, just calling a spade a spade. I think running backs could be better. I think offensive line, like you said, Silk could potentially be better. Um, you know, certainly saying that they're going to be better missing an all American is, is a probably a tough position to have, but I think overall, they do have some talent uh, there uh, tight end almost has to be better, right? Wide receiver, less proven talent we'll, we'll see what happens there uh but defense you do lose ventro miller you lose um amari bernie you lose gervon dexter gervon dexter right so you have to figure out replacements there i, I don't know if florida will improve there but i think from a schematic absolutely perspective
0: absolutely <laughs> you lose gervon dexter but what do you have after him Right? Our defense tackle room definitely upgraded. Uh, I know like you can't replace who he is, but right. from a depth standpoint, we definitely upgraded in, in the trenches, man. We got three or four guys that we could roll out and not have Desmond Watson yeah. who's out there exhausted and overweight. That just oh, I agree the that there is, yeah. there
2: is a talent. There is probably more collective talent, but still from a production perspective, we haven't seen it yet, right? So I'm not saying that they can't, right? But I'm just thinking, yeah. you know, big picture of where you know Florida lost people going into this season, that there's still still some pretty big holes to fill there. Could those guys that transferred in from Memphis and Louisville, et cetera, come in and, and do better? Absolutely. But there's still still some holes to fill, you know, when you start to think I don't see no wins. holes
0: to be filled from that team last year, that defense last year. I'm just going to keep it being with you. I know we losing Ventrell, shot him, loved him, you know what I'm saying? But that defense is D works the same thing with wide receiver. Uh, I don't like there's overall that room is absolutely better. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't see, especially with Pierce all coming back. Yeah. It was a huge get, but over from an overall standpoint of players being able to separate on um, that room is just absolutely better. Um, but defensive tackle, like defense altogether. I don't know a whole lot of things that I'm going to be like, oh man, we got to replace this on defense or that on defense. I think everything we lost is replaceable in one form or another. Um, I think we just had to improve the overall depth yeah. uh, of, of every of, of every position on the defense and also the top talent. Uh, safety is still a position and star position. The only positions that I'm really concerned about. Don't be concerned, Jaden
2: Hill's there. Don't be concerned.
0: Jaden oh, Hill's on transfer watch, man. <laughs> Him and Weston. Anybody, anytime when players start switching positions and moving around. At this point in their career, the next move is probably the portal, so it's just one to watch out for. No slight to either one of them. Yep. But when you start moving around late in this career, um, and we're talking about freshman receivers, we haven't seen anybody play the star position correctly since Chauncey Gardner left, right? Yep, yep. Who just United signed a
2: new one-year $8 million deal with the Detroit Lions? Safety is a spot. Um, if we're
1: talking about linebacker and, and replacing those, guys, safety is a spot where – and I know – very aware of everyone's feelings on Rashad Torrance and Trey right. Dean, acutely aware of how you all feel about them. Um, I have, I have a huge concern in that safety room. Yeah, I know Kamari Wilson oh. was a high four star, and and Silk was the first one on the Miguel Mitchell bandwagon. You you just have no experience there, right? Um, and Florida will be looking for a safety in the transfer portal when it opens back up, mm-hmm. uh, and, and guys enter in May. Um, know that for a fact. They're gonna be looking right, for so. uh, for more depth and experience, probably mostly experience in that safety room.
2: So I think Florida in the transfer portal, let's let's pontificate here. In the transfer portal, Florida's probably gonna go for an additional help at quarterback, right? I think that we're all pretty much on that page. Uh Florida's gonna go for some help at, at safety. Um, I could see Florida trying to get some additional proven help at linebacker. Um, and then tight end; those are probably my four position groups that I see Florida going after in the transfer portal. Unless they're able to get a, you know, another potential starter on the defensive uh, line, but are, are those probably the four main ones that you're thinking of?
0: Tight end; they're going to need some exits, I think, because mm-hmm. I was surprised they didn't go out there. Tight end; they got a lot of dudes in that room, and I was surprised they didn't go out there in the portal this past uh, season, portal season. So. I think they would probably have to need see, need to see some exits in the tight end room. We'd love to see some people get recruited and we go after some guys in that spot, but um, we need some exits in that room. I'm, you're on point with every other thing, but I think yeah. tight end is going to need some exits.
2: Certainly, something to uh, to watch out for. I think some of us were surprised that all of them did come back, but uh, we'll we'll see. We got a couple of a uh, couple more weeks here of spring practice. Uh, I do want to shout out to one of the comments, Jay here, that said, "Yeah, is my first year watching football from Ireland had to pick the Gators as my team." Jay would love to know a little bit more of your backstory, but shout out to you listening from Ireland. Uh, happy belated St. Patrick's Day! All happy right, belated yeah. St. I appreciate your holiday. You know,
0: I've seen, seen a tweet from, B, uh, from uh, Dan on Friday and said it's a green beer. Yeah, it's, gonna it's, a, it's a
2: bad day to be a green <laughs> bad beer. It's
0: be a green beer. bad day to be a green
3: <laughs>
2: beer. But you know what? It is a good day. It is a good day to be a, a buyer of home field apparel. Go visit homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code Stadium and Gale. They do a bunch of new shirts from a bunch of different schools all around March Madness time. And then you can obviously check out the Florida Gator Script Baseball logo shirt that they have, as well as about 16 other products, t shirts, and hoodies. On homefieldapparel.com, promo code STADIUM and GALE at checkout will get you 15% off of your order. So, again, homefieldapparel.com, STADIUM and GALE at checkout. Um, Any other uh, football news before we get into some basketball, some gymnastics, some baseball, all that kind of fun stuff? No, I think I I have anything else. All right, so uh, congratulations to the Florida Gators uh, gymnastics program who set a meet record of a 198.425 on Saturday at the SEC Tournament Championship meet. Uh, They swept their entire competition, uh, and Trinity Thomas got her 27th perfect 10 uh, Florida gets back-to-back SEC title. In uh, the regular season and SEC tournament crown, uh, competing against some great schools like Auburn uh, and in uh, LSU. So congratulations and best of luck to them as they uh, embark on their regionals and their march to the uh, national championship. Gators baseball went three and one this week. They beat UNF on Tuesday. Then go two and one against Alabama on Thursday and played a doubleheader Friday. The Gators are uh, eighteen and four on the season. And Nick, I think we have the Gators in the top. Three or four right now.
1: Baseball, uh, yep. Florida just moved up to number three after okay. Vanderbilt gets swept by Missouri. Um, Yeesh. Tough, tough week for uh, America's favorite team, the Tennessee Volunteers hmm. baseball program. Um, but Florida um, in, in a good spot. They're on the road all week. Um, They're talking crazy this year, Nick. Ten, they are. Uh, people are just listen. Tennessee had the best baseball team. If you ask them, the best baseball team ever assembled. In college baseball last year, mm-hmm. uh, weird that they didn't win the national championship. Um, but the 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 SEC is just going to be tough. I mean, you look at uh, the top 11. Uh, well, right now, three of the top four, four of the top five are in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Ole Miss are 11, 12, and 13. Uh, looking through, uh, I just don't see Florida State in, in any of these top 25. That must be a typo. Uh, but Florida will be in Tallahassee on Tuesday night, and then they will be in Oxford, Mississippi this weekend. So uh would have been a full week of top 25 teams if FSU would have won more games last week.
0: I need my boys to stand on business and, and do all type of disrespectful things while they out there, just like they did to Miami. So I need y'all to just stand on. Matter of fact, Dan, you got some time to go stand on the right field?
1: They're I in. Could. They're in Tallahassee. Yeah, yeah right, right field is uh, uh actually a circus tent. Uh no room to stand <laughs> yeah, up there. The, it's the honors college. Yeah, college. <laughs> yeah. That's
3: hilarious. Uh yeah. um, you have to man.
1: I don't know if you have any face paint, but you have to wear face paint um and some red shoes yeah, uh yeah. to sit in
2: right field. Well, I'm white, <laughs> so kind of I can be you. I can be the guy that dresses up like the Indian for their uh for their mascot oh, anyway. <laughs> so are
0: uh, you on a run here, man? Yeah. I like it.
2: How much uh, glitter
0: do you have? We can all
1: meet up in, in Tallahassee this week. Just going to be yeah. short this week.
2: I really want to know the origin story. I need a thirty for thirty on this uh, on these glitter boys at FSU and how this becomes a club and why people sign up to do it. Listen, if that's what you want to do, that's what gets your rocks off. More power to you. But I'm just wondering how this tradition has been passed down uh, for so many years, and then I want to see what uh, what it looks like in, in one of their, big uh, you know, bathroom showers. You know, one once these these things are done. But uh, I don't what really. Are you? Uh, I'm not like super interested in them. I'm just more interested about the tradition of why they the glitter boy thing is is still around. Yeah, let them boys live out their fantasies, man. If they want to they want to go to college and roll you around. You think it's glitter. the valedictorian and the salutatorian of the honors college every year that gets to do it? I don't but know, I can man. See it. Just let live them out, boys fantasies live out their fantasies. Let <laughs> them live out their fantasies. They oh, want to, to roll around in
0: glitter. Let them have it, man. Show's gone part. off the rails. What else is new? good rails?
2: <laughs> um let's see here uh gators basketball program just uh just a tough season for the the beginning of the golden era Uh big fan of todd golden had a great interview with him before the season started but gators finished 16 and 17 lose uh to the most annoying fan base in the world ucf 67 on, to 49 uh, in a game that they were not close at all and it just they they looked bad shot poorly I didn't seem to be getting anything able to, to fall um, on both from a play perspective or from a shooting perspective. Uh, Gators do lose likely Kiowasi Reeves to uh, the transfer portal. I think you will see a completely different roster uh, next year. Overall. Um, I know that there's, a lot of looming transfers. I know the Gators are looking uh, at a couple of transfer portal guys now. I know there's an individual from Yale. I know there's a few others. But uh, this will likely be a completely different uh, team going into next year again, uh, which I know happens a little bit more often in basketball than other sports. But uh, certainly uh, a tough first, uh, first year for, for Todd Golden.
0: Yeah, man. Uh I don't know if we need to play a little more little baby in the locker room or what, but Todd gotta to get it together, man. I, I gave him a, a year pass this year. Wasn't really on my Twitter slander with him on, you know, he's been on the show. Respectful. But eh, it's a lot to be desired from the basketball program, bro. Losing UCF just ain't it.
2: Yeah. Uh Kaiwasi Reeves, according to Joe Tipton, uh has been contacted by UNC NC State, Clemson, Arkansas, Mississippi State, and Maryland. Damn. uh Let's see, Boston College, Stanford, Denver, Tulsa, Tulane, uh, Loyola, Chicago, all places that have reached out to him. Uh, and let's see, uh, Gators also have targeted St. Francis P.A.'s Josh Cohen to potentially transfer to University of Florida. We'll get a, a bigger list. Uh, and then the Gators will also write on Riley Kugel, the guy that uh, one of their guards that really stepped up towards the end of the, the, end of the season here at one point was – likely coming back to university of Florida, but um, we'll uh, stick with, um, you know, keeping people in the dark about what his next move is. So with that being said,
0: G um, man moving silence.
2: Yep. Uh, with that, uh, let's give one final sponsor or call to uh, alumni hall and uh, we'll get out of here today. Uh, go visit <laughs> alumni hall.com promo code stadium and Gail, all one word. And no, don't use promo code Stephen Gale. Wait for promo code Stephen Gale. That's going to be coming out. Go check out Alumni Hall on Archer Road or online uh, if you're looking for Gators basketball, baseball, softball, gymnastics, whatever it might be, apparel. And then obviously get yourself ready for uh, the uh, new Gators season in the fall with football wear, Nike polos, Jordan polos. Uh, and then I think they have some of the swinging Gator polos available online. So go check out alumnihall.com and the Gator uh fan base are they uh the best in gator uh sports so a uh, silk nick any final words before we get out of here
0: no nah, make sure we clip the uh the florida state slander make sure we clip that up for socials
2: yeah oh, so absolutely I mean. <laughs> uh nick i think you have song of the week uh <clears throat> still in my
1: nashville uh mood let's go with russell dickerson she likes it
2: she likes it huh featuring That's jake so- scott Russell Dickerson, she likes it. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, little, we will. a little
1: s- ditty for you, Silk.
2: What, what was that? It's
1: a little ditty for you. You'll snap the fingers to it. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah. That's, that's, I
0: like my good. type of tune. She likes it, bro. You know, Yeah, I keep the ladies happy. <laughs>
2: All right, gentlemen, same corner, same time next week. If you are following us on YouTube, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Uh, if you have not followed us on YouTube, please go check it out again, youtube.com, uh, the at sign Stadium and Gale. So, gentlemen, we'll see you, same corner, same time next week. And thanks for everybody that listened, and we'll uh, talk to you guys soon.
3: Mm-hmm. She likes it when I wear a suit, pick a favorite movie When I open up, when she's talking to me When I go get groceries and I bring back flowers And I rub it back for like half an hour ooh, 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 she likes it when I ooh, ooh, she likes it when I pull it Cause she knows that We about to have ourselves A little night When I play John Denver Through that little bow speaker And I start dimming those lights And she knows By the way that I'm kissing on her That we gon' take our time She likes it when She likes it when She likes it when mm. When I leave a note Make us reservations Just because That girl's worth celebrating When I already know what she's thinking, she don't have to say it, yeah She likes it when I pour tequila Cause she knows that we about to have ourselves a little night When I play John Denver through that little bow speaker And I eyes start dimming those lights And she knows by the way that I'm kissing on her That we gon' take our time She likes it when she likes it when she likes it when. Mm.
2: Ooh
3: ooh ooh. She likes it when ooh ooh ooh. I love it when we ooh ooh ooh. She likes it when I She likes it when I pour tequila, cause she knows that we about to have ourselves a little night. When I play John Denver through that little bow speaker, and her eyes start dimming those lights. And she knows by the way that I'm kissing on her, that we gon' take our time. She likes it when, she likes it when I.
2: She likes it when...